Right, first off, congratulations. You've made it to the Ultimate Fighter finale. Uh, first off, tell us just how much it means to you. You've been trying to get into the UFC for a while now. You've been tweeting Dana White whenever there's a short notice fight available. But now you've made it on your own terms. You've actually gone in there and earned your place in the UFC. You're fighting on the biggest fight week of, uh, of all time, possibly. I mean, how, how important and how special is this moment for you? Um, it's unbelievable, yeah. I mean, I love fighting. And when you say I was tweeting Dana White, I mean, I would be tweeting any other show. Whenever there was a pullout and, you know, no one wanted to step in, you know, I was always the guy that answered the call. Um, obviously, when, when the UFC came around, you know, suddenly everybody wants to fight. But I believe that I earned my spot because I'd done it not for the money, but I'd done it for the love of the sport and for the love of the challenge. So uh, I, I'm happy to finally be here. I truly believe that I've earned it. Like I said, I fought everybody in Europe already. Um, well, let's, let's see what I can do in the UFC. It didn't go according to plan straight off when you were in the, uh, in the Ultimate Fighter. So obviously, you had that fight, uh, and it didn't quite go your way first time round. Mm. But you got that second chance. Tell us about your emotions immediately after that defeat, and, and how, how, you, how you felt, and, and also the emotions when you got that call to come back. Yeah, I mean, it, it went like I thought it would. You know, I said it straight away that the first fight was going to be the hardest because I felt that the Europeans were much better fighters than the Americans that were on the show. Um, you know, and Mehdi probably was one of the best fighters on the show. And I was happy, actually, with that, because a lot of people were saying, oh, I'm Connor's friend and this and that. Well, I got the hardest fight to get into the house. So that showed that there was no hand-pickings. There was, you know, I didn't get no... Uh, I didn't get looked after for that. But, you know, once... I was out of the house. That obviously was a sad moment for me. You know, I was there was a million things going through my head. I was thinking, do I go back home now, go back to working in the bank, or you know, I didn't know to be honest what I was going to do. Uh, so once I got that second chance, I knew I'm not going to waste this. You know, I, I got to prove myself to these people. I'm going to show them, you know, that I belong in here, and there's no better way to do it than with three knockouts. Absolutely, and you know, you more than proved your more than proved your worth in the Ultimate Fighter House. Were there any rumblings from any of the other competitors when you got brought back in? Did was there a feeling from any of them that you got in because you were Connor's Connor's training partner and best friend? Well, I, I certainly didn't feel that way. Uh, and, and if there were, you know, I mean, we could have fought, so no problem. You know what I mean? Uh, so no, I didn't feel any any ill feelings from anyone. And the actual experience of being in the Ultimate Fighter House is unlike anything else. Uh, normally, you're in a, a specific environment. You're preparing yourself as part of a wider team, but this was a bit different. You're in a team, but everyone's in it for themselves. How did you adapt to that, and what was the environment like to actually be in for for that length of time, all living together as well? Uh, that didn't really bother me at all. You know, I just love fighting, and everyone was very professional, very experienced fighters in the house. So we knew, you know, this is all business. Let's keep it professional outside of the fights, and then. When it's time to fight, we get our job done. And uh, from your perspective, obviously you had a, a ringside seat for the uh, the banter that was going on between Connor and uh, Uriah during that show. We probably only got to see some of that on TV. Um, is there anything that you remember from the show that perhaps didn't make it into the show that uh, you might be able to share with us? Uh, no, I think they, they've, they've shown you all the best bits. Uh, yeah. From what I remember, this is this is this is the way it went. Oh, it was great to watch, to be honest, you know. And it it wasn't aggressive in any way. It was kind of more friendly, you know. It was good to watch. You know, Uriah is a nice guy. Um, it was great to meet him as well. He's a good fighter, and you know, I've done a lot for the sport. So hopefully, me and him can get a fight on in the future. But he's a nice guy either way. And uh, we've got to talk about the uh, the change of opponent for this fight. 
it looked like it was going to be Saul Rogers. Um, and obviously, he's had, uh, he's had uh, issues that have meant he couldn't get over to the States. And you're now fighting Ryan Hall, who's a different type of fighter. Saul's obviously a lot more wrestling-based, ground and pound, whereas Ryan, very much sort of a straight jiu-jitsu style. Um, tell us about how that affects your preparation. I know talking to other guys from SBG, talking to Gunnar and Connor, they've said in the past that they've trained for all scenarios rather than an individual opponent. Is that the same situation with yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just tra- I just always train the same. Don't do training camps. It's it's just a lifestyle. You train every day. That's just part of my life. So nothing's changed. You know, I'm always in good shape, always ready to go. Whether it's Ryan or it's Saul, makes no difference to me. And uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, just as we were talking there, about going back to work in the bank. Is that your full-time job at the moment? You just you just work in a bank. No, I used to work in a bank, but I left my job a year ago when uh, Connor fought um, uh, Dustin Poirier. He asked me to come and help him with the camp in Vegas for four weeks, so I left my job back then. Give us a, give us a bit of a, a, a short history, if you like, of your, your fighting career. You obviously, you know, you're standing on the verge of the biggest fight of your career on the, in, in the biggest fight week the UFC's ever had. Um, tell us about your journey to get from your very first contest to where you are right now. You know, I've I always been a big fan of the sport, and I, I love this sport for the challenges that it presents. You know, I want to fight the best guys in the world. And a lot of fighters say that, but when you look at the guys that they fight, it's it's a very different picture. Whereas to me, that's, that's what it was, and that's the way I went about my fights. I always look for the hardest fights out there, and uh, if you want them, you can find them. Um, finally, I'm in the UFC now, and I get to take on the best of the best in the world. And I really look forward to that. And you're in, you're in that SBG camp over there in Dublin. Um, back at UFC 189, it was a massive occasion for the gym. Obviously, you had uh, Connor was fighting on that show, but obviously uh, Carl Pendry was also on that show. Gunnar Nelson was also on that show. It's a similar arrangement again this year, but it's, it's yourself who's involved um, in, in uh, fighting this week as well. What's it been like within the gym? What's the, what's the, the, uh, the buzz within the gym and the actual environment that you're working in? With You all working towards your own individual goals, but obviously helping each other prepare for very important fights. Once again, nothing has changed there. I mean, we're fighting on the, in the UFC now. Back in the day, it was different shows, but we've always stayed very active. We always have people training for fights. We've shared many, many cards before. Uh, even me and Connor shared the same opponents in the past. So uh, nothing new. We just train, you know, enjoy training. And that, that's pretty much it. Tell me about Ryan Hall and how you're gonna how you're gonna beat him this weekend. Yeah, I mean Ryan, very nice guy. You know, I've got a lot of respect for his skill and uh, the way he applies it. You know, it's uh, he's a very dangerous opponent. You know, you've seen what he does to people. I have never ever tapped in my life. You know, and I don't plan on tapping. But obviously, with Ryan, if you don't tap, you might never be able to walk again. So this could very well be my last fight. So if this is going to be my last fight, let's make it a good one. And uh, what's your overall prediction for this fight? I think I'll catch him and then he'll fall. And that'll be the end of that. Brilliant. And uh, I can't let you go without talking about something that BT have just talked to you. Caroline Pierce is sat behind me right now. And uh, she, she managed to get this out of you before I had a chance to ask. But I've got to ask you, tell us about the ballroom dancing. Tell us, how about, tell us about that and whether that is of any, any benefit or of any use to you uh, as a mixed martial artist. Um, now, I do believe it is of benefit. I did ballroom dancing for five years when I was a kid. Um, like when I'm working on some footwork drills, you know, I always find it very, very easy. You know, boxers, they always talk about footwork, but 
the best the boxer with the best footwork is only an amateur compared to a dancer so I definitely think there is an advantage in that sense. Great stuff but it's going to be a huge weekend hope it all goes really well for you and best of luck